Hey, well, good to see you again on this Thursday edition of our Journey Through Scripture. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, and I uh, hope that uh, that your week is is going going good. Uh, it's hard to believe that we are uh, in in December. Christmas is fast approaching, um, but it's okay. You'll you'll get all your shopping done. So I'm glad that you've chosen to to listen uh, to our podcast today. We are going to finish up the book of Judges. So we'll be in Judges chapter 17 through 21. And so again, we we continue to see uh, kind of Judges is a is a big picture of of the problems that are going on in Israel at this time. Uh, that that the people are not following God. They are moving further away from God uh, in the way that they're they're living, and there are major consequences for that. Um, and so we see, and we're introduced to a guy named Micah. Um, Micah uh, kind of jumps on the scene. We, we see him, and uh, in, in verse 5 says, the man Micah had a shrine and made an ephod and household idols, and he consecrated one of his sons who became his priest. And then, so so basically, Micah is kind of eh, creating his own religion, right? It, with that, it, it has obviously some ties to uh, to you know Judaism or what we would consider Judaism today that has ties to their faith. But it's kind of his religion. He's the one that's doing this. And in verse six, this is a very important verse. We've seen this phrase one other time. Um, it was way back uh, kind of when the people were still wandering, and it was kind of referring to to this time. Uh, And it says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. So that is the heart of the problem here, is everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So here's this guy, Micah. Um, He's basically making this the religion um his his own with his own unique twist um he was doing what he felt was right in his own eyes not what god said was right he took some of the things that he liked about what god had said but then eh, he kind of made it his own because he did what was right in his own eyes and so uh Micah uh, comes across a a, a guy. Uh, he says, "Who are you?" And he says, "I am a Levite from Bethlehem and Judah, and I'm on my way to find a place to set, stay." And Micah says to him, "Dwell with me and be a father and a priest to me, and I will give you ten shekels of silver per year, a suit of clothes, and your sustenance." So the Levites, remember, uh, they were the priestly tribe. Uh, they did did not have a specific uh, land area that was theirs. Um, they were were the priest. And so Micah knows this and he's like, this is awesome. My personal priest. So he, uh, he uh, brings him in it's in verse 12. It says, so Micah consecrated the Levite and the young man became his priest and lived in the house of Micah. Then Micah said, now I know that the Lord will be good to me since I have a Levite as a priest. That's an interesting quote, right? Now I know that the Lord will be good to me because I have a Levite as a priest. So what is the religion to Micah? It is just a means to bring about good things in his life. It, it is, it's, it, there's nothing true or real about it. It is just a talisman, if you will. It's something that he uses in order 
to hopefully make his life easier. That it's not because he wants to get closer to God. It's not because uh, he desires to be more godly or to live righteously or to try to seek to be good rather than evil. No, it's that, no, now I'm going to do this and God's going to bless me. Um, these are subtle changes, and, and, but something that we all need to be aware of. And we need to make sure that our faith isn't something that we just use because we feel like that will benefit us the most. Uh, that is not what our faith is about. Um, our faith is about worshiping the one true God and seeking to be righteous and live a righteous life in response to God. Um, we don't do that because of the benefits we get from it. Um, now, are there blessings that come from God? Sure. Um, but if the only reason that we engage in a, in a faith and a religion is just for the benefits that it brings us, um, that is basically doing what is right in your own eyes because we quickly start um, uh, manipulating that religion to best fit what we believe. And Micah is, is definitely doing that. He's just representative of what many people are doing. And so then you have an, another group from the, the tribe of Dan. Uh, Micah is from the tribe of Benjamin from Ephraim, uh, uh, or from Ephraim, excuse me. Uh, and, and you have the tribe of Dan. There's, they're kind of uh, going out. They send uh, five guys uh, to, uh, to, to go into this area and maybe take some of this land, which again is showing you that, that things are not going well whenever you have different tribes that are, are starting to, to kind of have a little bit of a civil war, civil strife going on. Um, and these five, uh, Men, it says, while they were at the house of Micah, they recognized the voice of the young Levite. They turned aside and said to him, "Who brought you here? What are you doing in this place? Where do you have? Uh, what do you have here?" He said, "He, he said to them, uh, thus and so Micah did this for me. He has hired me, and I have become his priest.'" Uh, so then they asked him to inquire of God and uh, see whether this journey would be prosperous for them. So the uh, the Levite did that, uh, and he said, "Go in peace. The presence of the Lord be with you, and uh, and on your on your way." Um, so they they feel like everything is going to be fine, uh, and it says, "So the five men departed and went to uh, Laish. Uh, they saw the people who were there, how they dwelt in safety in the manner of the Sidonians, quiet and secure. There were no rulers in the land who might put them to shame for anything." They were far from the Sidonians, and they had no ties with anyone. So they saw this part of the land, and they're like, we can be here. No one will bother us. Basically, we can do what is good in our own eyes, right? There's no one that will even bring shame upon us. Um, I thought that was interesting, you know, that, that there were no rulers in the land who might put them to shame for anything. Um, we've got to be be careful. We don't need to live our lives in shame, um, but sometimes we do things that are shameful. Um, and one of the things that a relationship with God is going to do is that whenever you live outside of God's desires for your life, you are going to feel shame. Um, and sometimes we, we don't, that obviously isn't comfortable. We don't like that. And one remedy to that is basically just to get rid of God, right? Well, 
I don't have to, I don't have to pay attention to him anymore. Therefore, I don't feel shame. Um, well, that, that's not the best way to go through life. Um, we should be seeking to live righteous lives. Uh, sometimes we like to just change the rules a little bit. We feel a little shame. We, Switch the rules. Well, no, now I'm not breaking those rules. We have to be really careful with that. Uh, shame is actually a good uh, kind of check engine light that you're on the wrong path. Uh, that, oh, maybe maybe I need to, to step back a little bit and evaluate how I'm living my life. We shouldn't desire to live with no possibility of shame. Um, that, that is something that can help us uh, as we strive to live a good and righteous life. Um, so this group, uh, these men from Dan, they leave and then they come back um, and uh, they they want to to take over uh, this land um, and they it, interact with the Levite again in verse 19. It says, and they said to him, be quiet, put your hand over your mouth, come with us, be a father and a priest to us. Is it better for you to be a priest to the household of one man or to be the priest to a tribe and a family in Israel? So the priest's heart was glad, and he took the ephod, the house idols, and the carved image, and he took his place among the people. Do you see the blending here of doing what is right in your own eyes and incorporating some of the things of your religion? Right? But the main emphasis is doing what is right in your own eyes. What, how did the Levite re- react whenever they said, why don't you come be the priest for the whole nation, not just a household? His heart was glad. He's like, ooh, that's more prestigious, probably a better pay, probably more benefits. Right? The priest is even doing what is right in his own eyes as well. And it kind of throws that in there. He took a carved image. Yeah, that's one of the big ten. <laughs> and, and so we see that uh, the, the people are clearly moving further and further away from, uh, from God. And so the, the tribe of Dan, the Danites, uh, they eventually settle in uh, Laish, and of course Micah loses his priest. Um, that brings us to chapter 19, um, and uh, this is really a, an interesting and a, and a horrific uh, story. Um, and I, I think this kind of is really designed to show us how far the people have fallen morally. Um, so there's a, there's a Levite, um, and he takes a concubine. Now that in itself should probably throw up some red flags that people are doing what is right in their own eyes. A Levite should not be taking a concubine. Um, but he takes a concubine. Uh, his concubine, uh, actually decided to be a harlot against him and <laughs> went back to her father's house. Um, and so he goes, uh, to, to find her in Bethlehem. Um, and, and this, this brings a, just a, an unbelievable uh, series of events. Uh, so he goes to get her. Chapter 19 is basically this dialogue between the Levite and the girl's father, and he's trying to get the girl to come, the concub- con- his concubine to come back with him. Uh, there's kind of just con- uh, constant delays and things like that. Uh, finally, they leave and they begin traveling. Um, and they don't want to stop in uh, Jerusalem. Uh, they're, they're trying to go on to, uh, to, to back to where they were from, uh, but it's getting late at night, 
um, and they stop in a city called Gibeah, and they're uh, basically in the town square. Um, In verse 20 of chapter 19, it says, And the old man said, Peace be with you. However, let all your needs be my responsibility. Only do not spend the night in the open square. So he brought into his house, gave food, gave fodder to the donkeys, uh, and they washed their feet and ate and drank. Uh, Now, this is a a symbol of hospitality. This is one of the things that um, they were supposed to do. You were supposed to be hospitable to the stranger and provide a a place for him. And one of the traditions was if you took that person in and they were your guest, that it was your responsibility to protect them, um, that you would protect them no matter what. Um, interesting that there's a movie uh, called Lone Survivor about uh, Marcus Luttrell, a Navy SEAL over in Afghanistan uh, years ago. Um, he his, his group is uh, wiped out, uh, but he makes it to a tribe. That tribe takes him in and then they protect him from the Taliban. Uh, it, awesome story, but the principle is actually there that uh, he was their um, uh, their guest. They were practicing that hospitality to, to him, that they were willing to protect him no matter what. And that's what is happening here. So this, this man takes in uh, the Levite and his concubine. Then we have a, a scene similar to what you may recognize in so- Sodom and Gomorrah. So the, there's a group of men from Gibeah um, that come and said, bring out the man who came into your house that we may know him carnally, right? So just the things have devolved, let's say. And I, I think it, it's no coincidence that this, this story is here at the end of Judges um, showing how far the people have moved away from God, that they are actually doing things that were happening in Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and, and so we see this happen. Uh, the master of the house um, tries to, to keep them from doing that. He does the same thing that was done that Lot did. He offered his daughter up, right? <laughs> which is just horrendous. Um, but it, it shows uh, what's going on in this culture and how depraved things have, uh, have gotten. And, uh, but then the man, uh, uh, the, the Levite, actually took his concubine and he brought her out to them. Real <laughs> a wonderful thing to do. You know what? I know you want to, to violate me. Here's my concubine instead. So uh, they take her and she is abused all night long. Um, and she makes her way back to the door. Uh, the Levite opens the door and there she is and she actually is, uh, dies. The Levite is uh, obviously upset about this. Uh, again, remember, this is just a picture of, of the depravity that is, is going on there. And it also gives us a, a picture into the, some of the cultural things that are going on. So the, the Levite uh, gets her back to, to his home. Uh, <laughs> this is horrific. He takes a knife and basically cuts her up into 12 pieces and sends those pieces to all the different tribes. Basically, he's calling on the tribes to make things right. Um, that is, is kind of uh, what he does. And it says, And so it was that all who saw it said, No such deed has been done or seen from the day that that children of Israel came up from the land of Egypt until this day. Consider it, confer, and speak up. So it's kind of, this is a recognition that, okay, we have reached uh, a 
horrific place. It's a wake-up call for the people. Look at what is actually happening um, in, in, in our country, right, within our tribes. Uh, so uh, chapter 20 shows uh, how the uh, many of the, the tribes do come together. Uh, they are going to declare war on Gibeah, and, uh, which belongs to the tribe of Benjamin. Um, I, I thought it was, it was interesting. It says, Then the tribes of Israel sent men through all the tribe of Benjamin, saying, What is this wickedness that has occurred among you? Now therefore deliver up the men, the perverted men who are in Gibeah, that we may put them to death and remove the evil from Israel. But the children of Benjamin would not listen to the voice of their brethren, the children of Israel. Instead, they gathered uh, together from their cities in Gibeah to go to battle against the children of Israel. Uh, this is an important point. Tribalism can be very, very dangerous, right? It can, it can provide security. It can p- provide companionship. There's a lot of good things that can happen, but it also can become very bad because all of a sudden you will defend your tribe above anything else. So here you have this group of uh, the, the tribe of Benjamin that are defending what these people had done, that they had raped someone to death, right? They are defending them and willing to go to battle um, rather than give up these men who had done such an evil thing. So here they are defending pure evil, defending wickedness, rather than give up the people uh, from their tribe. So this starts a, a war between the tribe of Benjamin and the, the other tribes. Uh, the B- tribe of Benjamin is very strong. Um, they repel two attacks. Um, the, the other uh, people uh, are pleading with God, please deliver us. Uh, and finally, on the third time, the children of Israel uh, did overtake uh, the tribe of Benjamin. Uh, chapter 21 um, kind of talks about just what that leads to. And, you know, the, there was a vow that the uh, men of Benjamin, that no one would let their daughters marry anyone from uh, the tribe. And they, they talk about this. And then there's some sympathy held for the tribe of Benjamin. Um, but it just is a mess. And it ends in this verse, verse 25. It says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Be careful when your culture adopts the motto, I will do what's right in my own eyes. It leads to depravity. It leads to immorality. Um, it is something that we struggle with in present day. Um, the, the further we get away from God and the closer we get to the statement, do what's right in my own eyes, uh, the, the worse things will be. Um, and it may feel like God's judgment, and it is in the sense that that's what it, that's what it leads to. When you start doing what's right in your own eyes, uh, it leads to depravity, it leads to evil, it leads to wickedness. And so we need to do what is right in God's eyes and God's eyes only. Hope that you have a good weekend, and we'll see you back on uh, uh, Tuesday. I encourage you, read the book of Ruth. It's not very long, but we're going to go through the book of Ruth on Tuesday. See you then.